0: Alright. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is part two
1: of a Disabled Hockey Festival series.
0: Yeah, Um, and welcome to Sports Our Life with Chuck Mouse Jr. and And
1: Charlotte. Um, In part two, we will be digging into the more on ice, um, directly, direct involvement in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be talking to some coaches and then a couple players um
0: and the coaches who are also parents as
1: well yeah and yeah two of the coaches are parents also of a disabled hockey player so
0: yeah so we have got some terrific conversations um let's not uh take too much time and get get straight into those conversations so here we go with uh the first um conversation with some coaches uh, representing nice. the Chicago Blackhawks um, special ha- hockey and blind hockey yeah. um, teams. There we- And on to the interview. Alright, welcome to the Sports Our Life podcast. Um, we are in, at the Centene Center for... Um, the USA Hockey National Disabled Hockey Festival this weekend um, and with us today um, we have some coaches um, and so we'll, I'll pass this around we could do some introductions on um, who they are where they're from and, and what kind of team they're coaching okay.
2: my name is Wayne Millard I am uh, co-program director with my wife Michelle okay. uh, we're with Chicago Special Hockey okay.
3: Okay. All right. and I'm Michelle Millard um, also with Chicago Special Hockey, I am the president of the organization as well
4: as a coach. Okay, awesome. Hi, I'm Melissa Komalarjan-Essling. I am a coach with the Chicago Special Hockey and the Chicago Blind Hockey Group.
0: All right, awesome. Um, so why did you – well, you can you – know, you don't have to – everyone have to answer the same question, but, you know, whoever is interested um, – uh, yeah, why did you decide to to get into coaching um, disabled hockey or, or disabled hockey program?
3: Our son, who's 21 years old, has Down syndrome, okay. and um, he liked to skate. And I'm a Blackhawks fan, <laughs> so we were skating one day, and I posted it on Facebook. And a friend of Wayne saw it and said, "Hey, you know they have a team for disabled hockey in Glen Ellen." So we contacted them, got involved in the team. And then um, the goal, happens to be visually impaired. And I'm an optometrist who does low vision. So I was interested in kind of being her coach. So I stand behind her in games and kind of up, down, right, left. And, uh, so that's why I got into it. Awesome.
2: So I got into it, um, when, you know, obviously, at the same time with our son getting into it. And then the, watching him out there on the ice, we, I never played hockey in my entire life, never skated. And so when I saw him out there playing with the coaches, and I saw how much fun the coaches were having with the players and enjoying themselves being out there, like, I got to be a part of this. Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing being out there with the players. It's, yeah. It's it's so much fun. So I went out, and learned how to skate, learned how to play hockey, and the rest is history from there. <laughs> awesome. Best yeah. best thing you ever did. Yeah. Yeah.
4: My neighbor um, had a son who has Down syndrome, and I became their full-time babysitter, and after a while, she knew I played a bunch of sports, and she asked me to coach uh, Special Olympic Soccer, and somehow Special Olympic Soccer translated to oh, well, soccer's kind of like hockey, so you must be able to uh, play hockey, so why don't you give it a try, and the rest is history. That was about 20 years ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is one of the originals from the, from the team starting. Oh wow. So our team's in the 2013 season and from the year 2000 when we started. Oh wow, and okay. We've only been part of this in about
0: 2013, 2014. Yay! Okay. That was great. Yeah, that was my next question is how long you've been involved. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's want to
1: how is being a coach of a disabled team different from being a coach of an able-bodied dis- team, and how is it the same or similar?
3: Um, Well, it's it's definitely more similar than different, I think. You know, we um, train, we practice, we do off-ice conditioning, um, you know, definitely for the health benefits of the players, um, good exercise and things like that. It's different just because it's a little different. We do have different rules and things like that um, that we abide by, okay. you know, just safety issues and things like that that we have to abide by.
2: Okay. Um, so, you know, the, mm-hmm. comparing it to a regular team would be, uh, our skill levels vary from, if you would put it on a scale, say one to ten, it would be, we've got all the way from zero learning to skate. All the way up to you know level ten, level ten skaters. Yeah. So um, we have to go and try and make up a, a program that covers everybody, incorporates everybody, everybody, and uh, put it all together at the same time while obviously keeping everybody safe while they're, while yeah. they're out there. So. sure, okay. and I, the other big thing is that the, um, we cover a bunch of different disabilities. As far as like Down syndrome, uh, ADHD, autism, okay. so we got all kinds of different uh, challenges at the same time. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, where normally able teams are, you know, able to move forward at, all at the same time. And so we have a lot of different issues that way. Okay. Uh, what
0: what kind of um, impact does having accessibility to hockey mean? For the kids in, in, in the program.
4: Oh my goodness! For 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 the communities that I work with, accessibility means the world because, um, especially blind hockey players. There's a lot of players who might have played hockey their whole lives, and all of a sudden they um, realize their vision's going, and and something is making their vision going, and they realize their dream or their their thought of being able to play competitive. Um, sports like hockey are gone and blind hockey gives them that back, that freeing feeling of being on the ice and um, feeling the cold, you know, against their skin and just being able to skate around. It's just so freeing. And I think the same happens with special hockey is that you see it on TV and a lot of players, people are like, you know, they don't have the dexterity for that and, and really they can. You just have to You know train and work and figure out ways to make it happen and they want to be like their role models that they see on TV you know in the NHL Um, and, and this gives them the avenue
3: to you know play hockey and do that. And a lot of our players too have grown up in hockey families so older brothers or older sisters have played hockey and they've traveled to all these events to watch them and now their families travel to events to watch yeah. th- these players and it's you know they have signs on the door with their names on them and it's 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 everything that they've seen their brothers and sisters do that now they're doing too and, and it's great that it gives the families a chance to all get together and you know talk about things and, and maybe find out something from one family that they didn't know you know it's just a it's a big hockey family it's yeah. It's great, <laughs> and you, you can
2: see you can see it in their eyes and on their on their face when they smile and they either score a goal, make a pass, uh, you know, just do something as a team. the The look on their face when when they've done it is amazing. Yeah. And then they all go and they support each other. If if, they, if one player knocks another player down, they'll stop and and help that player up, even if it's the opposite team. Yeah. So the. Yeah. the the satisfaction and this and the smiles and the, the happiness of it is just incredible. It's, yeah. like, it's so rewarding to see. It's yeah. Exactly why we do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing I've noticed um, um, when I was watching some of the blind hockey games earlier was the sportsmanship in the game, and it just seems like it's it's universal. Like, it is. It yeah, really is. yeah. Um, what What are some things that people can do to help? The sport more, um, especially with accessibility. Is there anything that you see as a coach that are still some challenges, and that you know um, the sport could use some help with?
3: Well, definitely volunteers. I mean, we run totally by volunteers. There's um, you know people who coach. There's people who help in the locker room. There's you know parents who bring stuff to the ring. There's you know just giving a ride to this person or that person. But just volunteering just getting involved um the big yeah the
2: biggest thing is, is finding the volunteers to come out you know and just like everything else obviously the funding is huge so finding yeah. ways to increase our funding as we said everything's volunteer everything's non-profit so uh the, the two big thing is finding the people to help and keep the programs running so um
3: we don't have problems finding players. We actually have a big waiting list right now. Oh, wow. So now that our program, we skate out of five different links. So, you know, people see it or someone will go to the an event and say, oh, we got to go to hockey. Oh, wait, wait, you play hockey, you know. And I mean, it, it, we're really growing huge. So word of mouth and, and just seeing us out and about is huge
2: we did we a lot of advertising over the last couple of years to try and bring more players on and it's now taken off we don't have to go out and advertise because they're actually coming to us and like you said we've got a waiting list that's uh, hopefully yeah. gonna go all nice next season so yeah. that's awesome
4: yeah I would say volunteering is huge but also like just getting the word out for especially with blind hockey I know there's a lot of players who don't even realize still that that exists and mm-hmm. so if someone has, a situation where their vision is going to say hey this exists like you you didn't lose this um you can still have it, it is uh, you know that that's something we want to give back and hopefully people can catch on and, and and to do that
1: um for for you guys what um kind of what kind of impact has coaching disabled hockey had on you
3: It definitely. I mean, something I look forward to every week. I know they. Um, It's as rewarding for me as it is for the players. I mean, we love it. Um, We look forward to every practice, every event. Um, You know, I've made a lot of good friends through this, and um, it's just it's had a huge impact, positive.
4: For me, it's super rewarding, but also it gives me always a sense of hope like just if something were to happen to me or if I have like I'm, I'm pregnant I'm going to have a child and I've had a doctor be like well your your child might be born with Down syndrome and I my, my mindset is so what you know like then whereas their mindset is uh, like doom and gloom mm-hmm. and mine's like that's a future special hockey player like yeah. who, who cares um, it also gives me hope and a sense of like I also am a diabetic if my vision ever goes, you know, I have a community that I know will support and help me um, and talk me through things or or teach me how to play hockey, you know, in that way um, and give back. So uh, they always give, I think, a sense of hope and a sense of just perseverance and hard work um, and never giving up.
2: I, I would say exactly the same thing that the, that the ladies have said. It's, it's had a tremendous impact. Uh, you know, our son with a disability, with Down syndrome, he gets out there and participates, and he's a part of everything. And everybody gets to see him do it just like everybody else in the normally able leagues, and it's it's absolutely, truly rewarding. So, awesome.
0: Well, thank you um, for taking the time to talk to us today. I know this is a, a big weekend. You ha- you have a lot of commitments as coaches, and um, yeah, and yeah. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Thank yeah. You. yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
0: All right, that was a terrific interview with Melissa, Michelle, and Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, and Wayne. Yeah. It was terrific to see how much the sport is growing for disabled hockey in the Chicago area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we get to see the perspective uh, from all three of them as coaches, but also the perspective from Wayne and Michelle as Parents um, of a special hockey player. Yeah, it's. Um, I
0: think it's really impactful to see how important it is for them, and how important it is for the kids on the ice too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, It it, it was interesting. I I ran into Melissa after I think the blind hockey. There's a blind hockey exhibition game. Yeah. um, Later that day. Yeah, where they played against sided players, um, and it was kind of like an all-star blind hockey team, mm-hmm. and I believe it ended up tied four to four. And Melissa told me that she heard that the people on the bench for the sighted team, like they they needed longer breaks, like <laughs> they were wearing the blind yeah. hockey players were wearing them down, and they were they were fast, and um, yeah. it was a. Very competitive game. It was really terrific, um, and I believe just for to let everyone know, um, they did make some modifications. So they used the three foot tall yeah. goals.
1: I think they played, but the blind hockey. Like yeah, this.
0: yeah, and they used the the puck um, as well. Um, so yeah, well, sure. so we have more excellent conversations yeah. coming up, and um, our next yeah our next guest. The next yeah. guest
1: is Jamie, um, who is a Warrior Hockey player. Um, for St. Louis
0: Blues Warrior Hockey.
1: Blues For St. Louis Blues Warrior Hockey. Um, for you, those of you that don't know, Warrior Hockey is for disabled veterans. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, as you'll find out, a lot of them, there are some that have physical disabilities, but a lot of them also have mental Just are not physically disabled they have mental disabilities um, so we will be talking a lot about um what it's like to be a disabled veteran hockey player um
0: well i think uh, really what, what the impact is what it means to them as well yeah it's very powerful um jamie is very gracious with his time um, yeah. with us so yeah he's um, a great so, guy
1: we got and we got to see him on the ice yeah. um too which was yeah, really Yeah, cool. we did. Yeah. Um, All right. They were... It was a... His team was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah,
0: they were really good. Yeah. All right. So. Let's roll to the interview. Hi, welcome to the Sports Your Life podcast. Uh, my name is Chuck Mounts Jr. And this is... Charlotte. And this weekend we are at
1: the disabled hockey festival in st louis at the Centine community ice center
0: yeah and we have the privilege to have one of uh the st louis blues warrior hockey team members with us um today if you could introduce yourself Hi, jamie jordan all right jamie thank you for for joining us today <laughs> yeah Absolutely. um so I, i'll start off oh, what do you like the most about playing hockey
5: I mean, I've been playing my whole life, so this is an opportunity post-military to give me a chance to, like, reconnect with people that have served, so we all have something in common, right, so mostly two things, so one, we're all disabled veterans, and two, we all love hockey, so uh, it's kind of nice, we all get to come come together for a couple times a week and skate, and then about every three or four months, we all get together and play in these tournaments, uh, and they're random places we just happened to get lucky this year this one's at in st. Louis yeah, and cool. then uh, our next trip will be up to Minneapolis yeah um, where what uh, what branch of the service did you
0: serve Air, in? Force. Air Force retired yeah okay fantastic yep. yeah we have uh, a lot of family in the Air Force my uh, wifes sister okay went to the Academy her oh, husband oh, met, awesome. they met, she met her husband there yeah and I have a nephew actually that went to just went to his he's at
4: the Air Force
0: Academy so- sophomore
1: Software. yeah yeah so so
0: we're we're big air force fans oh, so cool. yeah Perfect. it's awesome
1: big military fans yeah
0: air force. <laughs> um so you mentioned that camaraderie a little bit right. like, what's the community like mean to you and the others as well
5: uh i mean so the transition out of the military is difficult because you experience so much traveling around from base to base, assignment to assignment, deployment to deployment. So when you get out, you don't have that same safety net underneath you. So it's difficult to transition into either you know, the private or the, or the public sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's difficult from a kind of a, a mental and emotional standpoint, not so much physical. But, you know, we all have disabilities and service-connected disabilities that span, you know, from A to Z. And um, this gives us an opportunity to kind of come together, like I said, two or three times a week mm-hmm. as, a, as a collective group. There's over a, a little over 100 of us. So, it, like I said, we all have two things in common, uh, our service to our country and our love for the sport. So yeah. uh, it kind of brings that full circle back uh, with with the camaraderie and kind of that, that special bond that we don't get with others. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. I'm sure want to.
1: So, so um you said you've been playing hockey your whole life mm-hmm. so you got so did you get into it when you were a little young kid then i was
5: about four or five so i'm originally from maine so it's about four or five when my parents got me involved in the sport so this is kind of like the only thing that's been a constant in my life and has traveled with me from base to base and state to state, and country to country. Uh, so this has kind of been the one thing that's like my, my common denominator in my life, if you will. So yeah, I've, I've been playing my whole
4: life. Nice.
1: So uh, having played hockey your whole life, what does it mean to you to now have the accessibility to have a team of other disabled veterans to play with?
5: Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome because, uh, like I said, you know, it's... We all kind of share a couple things in common, like I said, you know, our, our love for the sport and uh, our service to our country. So when you kind of put those two things together and for us, you know, hockey is like the greatest sport that, you know, on the planet, <laughs> if you ask any of us. so. It, the ability to get together two or three times a week, and then to the travel, like it just it just kind of brings everything full circle, and it's, it's just kind of a nice it's a nice bonding experience. It's almost like being back in the military where you pack your bags, you leave for the weekend, go on a tournament, where you leave for your weekend, and you're going to X place. Uh, some places is not so nice, some place is nice, uh, but you're all going together, and you're all doing the same thing. Yeah.
0: Do you think that? Um, that this sort of hockey community and, and support, do you think that's helped with the some of those difficult transitions? You know, coming out of the military, and and adding to that, of course, is have is having been disabled from that service, so that it adds some extra complications or difficulties with that transition
5: no i I, i'll tell you there's there's over 100 of us in the organizations we get tons of support from the blues we get tons of support from the blues alumni and there's guys in the organization that will just tell you like just save their lives yeah uh so they were heading in a you know and kind of in a bad direction yeah at one point as you know most of us have kind of experienced that but to have something like this where we come together like uh it's you know you, you can't put a price on it yeah
0: now, are you? How many people are new? Like, like, when the teams form and things like that. Are there a lot of new people that you meet? We the have, process, yeah. Or? So we
5: we've got about I think around a hundred people rostered on the teams, and we usually have about thirty people on a wait list. Okay, just to get into the organization. Yeah. So the demand's high. Not every warrior program has that. So some people only have enough bodies for one team. And then there's a handful of us that are fortunate enough to have that, that much support and that much interest, yeah. or we have that many veterans yeah. that are interested. So that's, that says uh, yeah. a lot about the yeah. community here.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, are there other accessibility challenges playing sports you have faced, and how can people outside of the sport help with that?
5: I'll tell you, we, we have, a so there's four tiers of, of skill levels in the, the St. Louis Blues Warriors program. So Alpha, Bravo, Charlie Delta, Alpha being the high, highest. The only guy that we have that has a physical disability, he's actually on Alpha, the top team, where he, he. if you look at him, one of his hands, he only has his thumb. It was He got hit by an IED when he was in Iraq. So that guy... Um, I mean, it has it says volumes about who he is. He's mm-hmm. playing on the highest league, in the highest yeah. level in our organization, and he's definitely limited in his ability because we all have ten fingers. No. He, he's got he's got six. Yeah, uh, and that's difficult when you're holding a stick mm-hmm. and handling a puck. Yeah. Um, but he, he makes it work. He's determined.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Um, how can people better support the warrior communities? Um, both hockey and just in general? I mean, there's a wide range of things, right? So it's not just, I mean, obviously these things cost money, right? Uh, but that's not what it's, that, that's not the, you know, the main driver. Um, you know if you look around here I mean you look at all the people that are here if you go over to Maryville and Chesterfield I mean that place is packed as well then over at the mills so we just love having people come out and support us the vendors that have the booths and the rinks that support us and the alumni and the different organizations that come and all the families that's important as well too so I mean it's just a conglomeration of everything I mean it's when you get to see when you get to come out and play and your families all come and everybody gets to enjoy it together it's kind of a nice weekend Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah Um, what would you
0: pass along to the warrior community um, who might be hesitant to maybe try something like this? Um, no, I, don't, I mean, don't.
5: Hesitate. Yeah. Don't hesitate. I mean, like I said, I mean the, the blues. I mean, we've got a handful of guys in this organization that kind of hesitated for a while. And they're like, ah, I don't know. And then when the first day they get in, they're like, Oh, what about you know? Why haven't I done this sooner? What did I, what was I waiting on? So I mean, there's there's tons of veterans out there that can benefit from this. Um, so I, I, it would be great if every organization had this much had the yeah. had the numbers that we have, uh, or that we have. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, families coming together, teammates coming together. We get to go away on the weekends and do all this stuff all, all weekend long. It's, it's just kind of nice. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it means a lot. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that you, know, you travel a lot, you do some tournaments mm-hmm. you know, with, with the team. Uh, um, uh, what does it mean to have it here in St. Louis this year?
5: Uh, that's pretty cool. So this particular one rotates every year, so it will be in a different place next year. But just at the end of March, we hosted our own tournament here, so the Gateway Classic. So a lot of the same teams came. Yeah. But the next one will be in June. It will be in Minneapolis. So Minnesota, they'll host it. Then I think the next one which will be the national will be in uh, Colorado. Okay. Uh, in October. So about every three or four months we get the opportunity to travel. Okay. Right. Is there information online that people can You can look Google up? any other organizations, okay. yeah. right? Warrior hockey and it's sponsored by USA hockey, so it'll come right up on your Google feed or whatever.
0: All right, awesome. Okay. Well, we really, really appreciate your time today. No, I appreciate uh, you giving me
5: give me the opportunity. Yeah, good yeah. luck in your game tonight. Yeah, thanks. All appreciate right. Appreciate yep, Thanks. All right, thank you. Yep, thanks.
0: All right, that was a, a terrific conversation with Jamie. Um, I hope, you know, people got the sense of how, Important. This community is you know, to disabled veterans. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jamie said that it was life-saving. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty impactful. Yeah. Um, and and it's amazing to see how how much how fast it's grown. I don't remember exactly how long, you know, the community's been around, but it's it's grown very fast. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. And
0: yeah. And you mentioned that there was a social you know, some of the people who they they can participate even if they're yeah. on the waitlist.
1: Yeah, I think. I don't know if it was Jamie that mentioned it or yeah. someone else. Um, but there is a social team because their wait list is so huge. Yeah. They want and those players who may not they may not have space for them to play. To still be able to socialize with the community, yeah, um, and I think if I remember correctly, they might be able to pull some of those players off the waitlist soon for them to play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you know, in, in some of the conversations we've had with people, whether it's um, special hockey, blind hockey, or um, uh, warrior hockey, it sounds like those that did have waitlists were able to make the they're they're going to be able to incorporate those players. You know probably the summer or fall mm-hmm. um so it sounds like you know there's some um ability to expand you know the presence yeah. a little bit which is good yeah i know it, like hockey is not these as you know it's terrific on the one hand we're seeing hockey more accessible but at the same point there's only so many ice rings so you need yeah. ice
1: and i think yeah. we'll get into that in the next interview yeah.
0: yeah yeah we do a little bit for sure and um Dope. Yeah, so just, you know, we want to thank Jamie. And, you know, Charlotte, you mentioned earlier, like before when we introduced Jamie, that, you know, these are disabled veterans. Not all of them have physical disabilities. And I know you're passionate about, you know, yeah. invisible disabilities, yeah. right? You know, and so... Um, um,
1: not all disabilities are mobility-related. Um, yeah. And not all disabilities are visible, so...
0: Yeah, and I think it speaks to just... You know, again, the expansion of the disabled hockey community, right, to make it accessible for people of all kinds of different disabilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, (laughs) our next conversation, um, I think, again, was a surprise. Uh, Uh, Terrific. You know, we won't, I don't want to spoil it, you know, but But let's let's jump into that conversation. Let's just say, you want to say one thing about it? Yeah.
1: We had wanted to talk to a blind hockey player, and so we just, kind of looked for one who seemed like available um and not too busy and this is who we ended up with and he ended up being absolutely amazing yeah he did absolutely perfect and had it gave us a great perspective on things
0: yeah absolutely all right well let's uh take it away to the interview All right, I, yeah, we're rolling. So, um, Charlotte, you want to go ahead and do the introduction?
1: Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are at the last day of this Disability Hockey Festival. Um, and today we are joined by a blind hockey player um, who is taking out his time out of what I'm sure is a very busy day to talk about who he is, and talk about his life, um, playing hockey, and, um, and a little bit about the game in general. So, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. And
6: Hi, so my name is Nathan Tree, I'm a blind ice hockey player from, uh, from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Uh, I've been playing blind hockey for five years now. I uh, played a lot of hockey before that, and, um, yeah, I'm very happy to talk about what, what blind hockey is and uh, and where the sport's going as well.
1: Um, so do you want to just maybe start out by explaining a little bit of what blind hockey is, maybe for someone who's never heard of it? Uh, you don't have to make it too long, but just okay. base it.
6: Yeah, sure. So uh, blind hockey in many respects is the same as hockey. We still play with the same amount of players um, with a few key differences. Firstly, as opposed to the, uh, the small vulcanised rubber puck, we use a, a hollow steel puck it's three times bigger, I believe, and it has ball bearings inside it, and it sounds like a cowbell. It's much easier to see and really easy to hear. So that's the first, the first difference. The second difference is everyone has 10% vision or less, all the way down to goalies who have no vision and wear blindfolds, and so they play all with sound. Um, thirdly, the goal is three feet tall instead of four feet to give the goalies a bit of an extra chance and to stop us hitting each other in the head with the blind puck. <laughs> Um, And finally, we have one extra rule, which is that there is a pass whistle. So when you get into the zone, you can't just run in on net. You have to send a clean pass to another player before you can score. Aside from that, it's the same fast-paced, hard-hitting game that that we all know and love. Uh, We do play non-checking, but we are all visually impaired, so there's some checking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, and I think if anyone's sighted watching this, Who's not used to um, being blind and can't imagine watching, can't imagine playing a sport with very low vision. You would be amazed at how fast these guys are. I know we watched a game yesterday. um, Yeah, guys and gals. um, That was a mix of blind hockey players and sighted hockey players, and you could couldn't even tell the difference about.
6: Yeah, we ended um, four to four as well. So, <laughs> so it was a close game.
1: Yeah, um, so they're very evenly matched.
0: Yeah, and I heard uh, through the grapevine we ran into one of the coaches who um, heard that the um, that the, the blind hockey players you all were wearing out the other players. So they were they were they couldn't they couldn't they were trying to get volunteers for shifts and they were they were running out of gas.
6: Yeah, we we skate hard. We take this seriously, right? Yeah. It's a legit sport. We're here for fun, but we're also here to win.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, can you get into a little bit about your story? Like when did you start playing hockey when did you sure. go blind and start playing blind hockey?
6: Yeah, sure. So, my yeah. story starts uh, when I was 11 years old, and my dad, who was a builder, picked up an extra day's work at, uh, before Christmas and bought me and my three brothers pairs of roller skates. A week later, we went to a roller disco. The next week was can we try that street hockey thing they're doing after the roller disco? And it all went from there. Two of my brothers took up roller hockey with me and my dad. Uh, We played that for a while. I got into ice hockey when I was at university, but also at university I was diagnosed with both retinitis pigmentosa, which affects my peripheral vision, and cone rod dystrophy, which affects my central vision. So I'm losing my vision in both senses at the same time. Um, And that progressed. I kept playing hockey until I was about 24, 25 and I stopped playing hockey because I just couldn't see and I hadn't dealt with the fact that my disability would affect my life and how I can beat it. So, um, so I was kind of just like, oh, blind people don't play hockey, I'll just quit. I'll go do something else. So I started doing triathlons and I don't like doing triathlons, <laughs> right? And then I started dating uh, my, my girlfriend and I went to watch her play hockey. She's a hockey player, very good hockey player. And I was like, oh, I wish I could play this. And she used this amazing website to find blind hockey. You might have heard of it. It's called Google. Um, <laughs> so she Googled it. Uh, next thing I know, I'm flying to Canada to play blind hockey. Um, and then I married her. Because when someone gives you hockey back, you've got to be real nice to them. Um, and since then, I've been to Canada nine times. Uh, I've been to the US twice and Finland once. Hmm. Um, And I'm starting a program in the UK. So I've got a few players in the UK, but when I come out here, there are multiple teams. They have national teams in Canada and the US, and they've just started like an elite league as well. So I get to fly out to play high-end hockey pretty much whenever I want. The last five months I've flown internationally every month. So Hmm. yeah, and it just keeps growing. Um, I, I keep getting to do what I love. I coach sighted hockey at home, so I'm always on the ice. Um, and my wife's the same. She's always on the ice, too. So we just live a hockey life, and hmm. it's amazing.
1: Um, can you talk a little bit, like, what the what it's like in Great Britain hockey environment there or lack of it, and mm-hmm. also what it's like to be work on your game when you're there? Because I know you have to get thrown into different teams when you
6: travel. Yeah, um, yeah. So... Um, yeah, hockey's not as big in the UK, even though we've got a lot of roots in the, in the origins of hockey. The team I play with is the University of Oxford team. They've been going since 1885. Wow. And there's records saying that they, they were also starting to put something together on ice on a lake in 1845. So mm-hmm. massively predating the NHL, stuff like that. Um, our rinks are limited, so like, you're lucky if your city has one. Um, and, but there's always a few within an hour's drive kind of thing. Um in terms of playing blind hockey, I've just I just managed to convince teams to let me throw a blind puck on for one game for like one period. Um, and that just includes me in the game. Otherwise, I just still play with a regular puck that I can't find. I just, you know, mm. forecheck the body because I can see that. And when I do get lucky enough to get the puck, I've got to make something happen with it. I, I still score a few goals every now and then still manage to get the shot off. <laughs> um, and, you know, things are building. I'm getting more interest in the sport. Um, I just keep begging people, saying I don't want to have to keep flying internationally just to play the sport I want to play. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. certainly certainly interesting and uh, very exciting to be working on something that, that gets people doing more sport, right? Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, it sounds like... Um while there may be um, a, a lack of opportunity a little bit, but you're you're influencing some of the folks there, um, and that there like there is some potential there to, to build a blind hockey community in the UK. That sounds like you're yeah yeah making some good good um, strides there.
6: Yeah, we we're getting a lot of support from the international community as well. So four of us from the UK, we went to Finland in December. Finland have just put a team together so they've got about 20 players but they included us so we got to go play there they include us in Canada they include us in the US so you know there is a a kind of direct path to people if they do want to play and I know even in regular hockey when you get to certain ages or ability levels there isn't that many opportunities so I, I like the fact that we can offer as many opportunities as people are willing to take
1: Yeah Um So uh, you talk about convincing people to use a blind puck. Mm -hmm. So you play with sighted players. Mm -hmm. Uh, So is that, I guess, just kind of like what we saw yesterday with the sighted and blind game? Is there any unique challenges to that playing with Um, being blind and playing
6: with sighted players? um, I have to remind people that just because we use a blind puck that makes more noise, that doesn't mean I know where all the players are. I just know where the puck is. I don't even know which team's (laughs) got it sometimes, right? Hmm. So I have to tell them. I tell my when I play blind hockey as well. I'm like, we made the puck louder. We all need to be louder. (laughs) Communication's a big thing in sport. And it's even more so when you can't see your teammates. And often they're behind you as well. And like even the people with the best vision can't see out the back of their head. So <laughs> yeah. we communicate as much as possible. And I don't know if you'd have heard me on the ice. I'm always shouting. That's why yeah. my voice is kind of gruff today because I've been mm-hmm. shouting all weekend.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we heard you specifically, but we can always hear everyone shouting. I think it's like one of the loudest sports I've been to. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good, though. Um, and yeah. I've really enjoyed this weekend as well. I've racked up a lot of points on the board. Yeah. I think 15, 16 points, three goals and a ton of assists. Hmm. Um, Like I said, the rules in blind hockey are you have to get an assisted goal. There's no other way around it. So Hmm. the assists come all the time.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Um. Uh.
0: Let's see. Oh, um, so... You talked a little bit about, um, I think, finding this community um, and sort of reinvigorating your, you know, this lifelong passion you've had, you know, with hockey. I mean, when you're out there, what what are the emotions like? What does it feel like?
6: It's twofold, really. So on the ice, I don't feel like I'm playing disabled sport. I don't know what that would feel like anyway. I just feel like I'm playing hockey. And that is something I, again, I cannot thank my wife enough for giving me that back, right? This was her idea. And it just feels like I got my life back. Even when I wasn't, when I stopped playing hockey, I still thought about it all the time. Like you'd find me walking around my house, pretending to like dig the doorway and stuff like that. Like, and it's just like, it's the most incredible feeling. Anyone will tell you, as soon as I put my skates on in the locker room, my smile goes up, right? Right. It's just freeing as a blind person you rarely get to move as fast as you can right because you're afraid to run into something in hockey it doesn't matter right i can go as fast as i want if i run into someone they've got equipment on and they were expecting it right yeah so it's just it's some something i can do to push myself that just is unparalleled in any other aspect of my life Um, and in terms of being at these kind of events being part of a community where everyone's got the same challenges the same problems But we all deal with them differently it's it's just fun to be able to connect with people like that and you know no one's no one's giving you any slack is like i can't do that i'm blind is not an excuse in the blind community right so so it's it's invigorating it's motivating to see like people come here i know at least in the uk only one in four blind people have a job like and that's people who are working age you come here and it's like there's a lawyer there's a computer engineer like that everyone's doing something different and it's just really great to see that community of people who go out and do stuff and they don't let the world get the better of them uh it it, there's there's just nothing better than that
0: yeah no that's outstanding and and what is um you know you know talked a a little bit there about you know what it feels like on the ice and then you know yeah, if you could elaborate a little bit on that. Like, obviously, you've probably met a ton of people doing this and going through some of the same things that you've been you know, mm-hmm. going through. And um, have you been able to build some friendships through this and, and so forth? And what's that been like?
6: Yeah, yeah, I've built some incredibly strong friendships through this. Like, two of my best friends are blind hockey players. One's a goalie. His name's Aaron. He lives in Canada. Um, and he's just... I met him in the locker room, and we've been close friends since this was five years ago. The other is my friend hillary. My friend Hillary is the captain of the Canadian blind soccer team men's and women's right and uh-huh. she moved to Oxford to come to university, so she lives near me and we've kind of traded families so when she's when she's in England, she stays with my like she my family look out for her when I'm in Canada, they look out for me and so it's it's just part of this community that uh you know you make friendships that you can't you yeah. can't get any other way um and even coming here i don't come to to the u.s to play very much when i do i'm welcome with open arms um if we can excuse the terrible british accents they all try and do but um <laughs> no it's um, it's really good fun like and because i'm the english guy they all want to meet me as well because they're oh, like yeah, how's sure. how there an english hockey player yeah <laughs> but um yeah, yeah no it's it, it's just something that I, I wouldn't trade this sport for anything. I probably I wouldn't even trade it for my vision to be honest. Because if I as a sighted hockey player I'm never playing international hockey. I'm just not that good. But in the blind hockey world I've got I've got enough skill to, to yeah. stand out, right? Yeah. So it's great fun.
0: Oh, that's fantastic and um you know in it in look there's no question and and for those who haven't seen blind hockey the competitive uh, competitiveness on the ice um is um the same if not more than any other hockey game that's out there and you're talking about the community the other thing that i see you know that closeness um yes there's that competitiveness but the sportsmanship is fabulous on the ice you want to speak a little bit about the the sportsmanship and respect um not Mm -hmm. within the blind hockey community
6: definitely um my hockey coaching brain never switches off even yesterday, so I was playing in both the intermediate and advanced divisions. And in the intermediate division, I was like, the, the opposing player was in the slot. And I'm sitting there playing D on her. I'm like, you're not going to score unless you stand closer to the net, <laughs> because I want her to be the best player she can be. Yeah. And if she's going to score, she's going to score. But I, like, even though they're on the opposing team, I still want them to be their best, yeah. like, their best hockey player. And that's just because i can 't get the coaching out of my head, like yeah <laughs> so, absolutely. but that's how much we all care because we want this sport to go to the Paralympics in i don't know six to six to ten years I'm not sure when, depending on how much Europe can find players, but if that's going to happen we've got to bring the level up of every player who's out here, so yeah,
0: absolutely I love it, I love yeah. it so much <laughs> that's fantastic um, what do you see? next you know uh, for your aspirations in the blind hockey community Um,
6: it's twofold really so there's what I want to achieve personally and then there's what I want to see within the sport so what I want to achieve personally they're just bringing together a tournament so we had one in January called the BHL the Blind Hockey League which is going to um, showcase how the higher end of the blind hockey community can play a legit sport with fans and uh, instead of doing mixed teams so where we just have a load of players show up and we just split them into teams they'll be dedicated teams and it'll be really fast really really hard and my aspiration is to be a big part of that so my aspiration is to play the highest level hockey i can my second aspiration is to put together a team from the uk so that when we do we need eight teams for the paralympics is i want to be in those paralympics um, whether we whether we win, whether we lose, I want to be there participating. So yeah, that's my that's kind of, kind of my sport development aspiration. Uh, and I'm very excited about doing that. Um, and it's starting to come together, so great fun.
0: Yeah, and how can, how can people help the general public, the hockey community? How can they help um, um, the um, blind hockey
6: community? Um, so there's a number of ways. I would say sharing any awareness. So if, if you hear this podcast, if you find anything out online, Tell everyone you know, right? There's, there's definitely we know for a fact there are a lot of blind hockey players who are not blind hockey players. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Um, we keep finding them, um, and we want to find those. But we also want to give the opportunity to those who aren't hockey players to come and be hockey players, right? So anyone who can share anything, there's the International Blind Ice Hockey Federation exists online. Uh, I'm Blind Ice Hockey UK on Facebook and Twitter. Um, there's Canadian Blind Hockey, there's US Blind Hockey, anything you can do to help. Um, if you can help with any donated equipment, especially if you're in the UK, any UK listeners, I'm looking for donated hockey equipment. <laughs> um, yeah, any, any, anything, spreading the word is, is the biggest thing right now though.
0: All right. Fantastic. Uh, well, I think that's all the questions we have, Nathan. Uh, thank you for taking the time um, to do this. Um, yeah. It's it's been fantastic meeting you.
6: Yeah. Well, thank you to both of you. I I look forward to hearing it.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a terrific uh, rest of your visit here. Thank you. That was was absolutely amazing. I mean, you said that, yeah. It was fantastic.
1: And, you know, I don't think we expected to be able to talk to someone from, I guess, as they would say, across the pond. (laughs) Um, And it was very interesting to be able to get perspective from someone who lives in a country where even, like, able-bodied hockey is not a big thing, let alone disabled hockey. um, And how he's trying to grow the game of blind hockey in England. Yeah. And also how he has to learn to be flexible in who he plays with. Um, yeah. Because there's no, he doesn't have a team over here. He just gets thrown into other teams. Yeah. And so he has to be flexible.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's. And the chemistry uh,
1: has to develop yeah. quickly. I think hockey fans will probably know how important chemistry is. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty impressive, the ability to, to develop that chemistry quickly.
0: Well, and I think that touches on something that we noticed um, at the event was the sportsmanship. You mm-hmm. know, the blind hockey players. Well, Nathan specifically talked about this. Yeah. The communication is huge, right? But just in general, amazing sportsmanship throughout the weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, just
0: really good... Um, I mean, because see just great examples of that, you know, in, in many of the games. Everybody was supportive of each other.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. at one point, I don't remember which discipline it was, but I, there was this area um, where teams would go take pictures after they played. Um, I think it was usually teams separately, but at some point, the both teams took a picture together. Um, yeah from one game, took a picture together as if they were all one team. Yeah. Um. I don't remember what game that was.
0: Yeah, no, it's terrific. Um, I think it speaks but, highly to that, that camaraderie. The fact that, you know, Nathan yeah. talks about he flies to Canada, the U.S., uh, Finland. Yeah. And, you know, they jump into, they form some teams, and um, how quickly yeah. they can, you know, start working together. Yeah. yeah it's phenomenal.
1: Um And just... How Hockey literally, like, is his life, um, and he's able to well, was such travel. Oh, well,
0: yeah. And, and, and his
1: story is amazing. Um,
0: I loved how it, you know, is one of those things where it was a big part of his life and then fell to the wayside as he um, started, going blind. started going blind, and then it became a, a, another big part of his life again. And, and just how, I mean, you can tell, like, the energy he had how fulfilled he was Mm
3: -hmm.
1: how
0: excited he was to be able to travel and and do these things so
1: yeah and how excited like he was to share his passion yeah um with us too and also how he talked about like the opportunity to travel like he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to travel um if he didn't play blind hockey yeah Um, he's gotten to travel and see some a lot of different places in the world because he plays blind hockey. Yeah.
0: And so. I think we got some terrific relationship advice from Nathan, too. <laughs> right? I mean, if your partner helps you get back into the sport of hockey, yeah, go for uh, it and marry that person. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, he had a really great story. That was
0: a fun story. So. Yeah, it was. So, um, I all
1: right. Think. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, th- that was a... Hockey those were... really...
1: We talk about hockey is... Sports or, Sport, sports or life. Sports are yeah. life. Hockey is life. Hockey really is his life. It is.
0: Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, is. A, yeah, it's a big. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a. But in his
1: a, household. All conversations are hockey.
0: <laughs> they are. And you know. Like many of the. People we talked to today. It's um, a. Such a big part of their lives. It's a. It's a compliment. To what they do. Day in and day out. And. Um, it was very powerful. You know. Some of these mm-hmm. conversations. So. Yeah. yeah so. Thank you for tuning in um, yeah. to part two, and stay yeah. tuned. There will be a part three, so thanks yeah. for listening, and um, keep an out for the show notes so you can yeah. learn how to contact all these different organizations.
1: Yep, um, yeah. and get involved if you wish. They, yeah. A lot, of these, a lot of these cases, we talk about how you can get involved yeah. with the different efforts. Um, um, whether you
0: want to play, whether you want to yeah. volunteer coach
1: yeah whether you're in a country where it's not a big thing and want to help grow the game there there's no matter where you live there's probably people who would like to grow a certain discipline of hockey absolutely Um, and you could be a part of that if you would like to
0: well i think that's what they found out here right the more they start building communities yeah the the um yeah there's people just yeah waiting to to do something like this so it's fantastic
1: yeah um i and no matter where you are so
0: yeah all right well thanks everyone for all listening right. and we will talk to you soon in part three thank you